I like the drum part. The drum part's cool, where it's like... Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and I have absolutely nothing to say. No, I got things to do, man. I, I We got stuff going on. Um, getting ready. I'm going with uh, Adam Burt from JP Rifles. I'm going to shoot the Team Safari match this weekend. So I'm going to shoot the 224 Valkyrie. I'm the gas gun guy. I guess they have a bolt gun guy and a gas gun guy. And then we both need a handgun guy. And um, Although he says no red dots, man, anymore. Why is there no red dots no more? I need a red dot. My eyes suck. I want red dots, man. And, and then... Um, Got all kinds. Of, I got binos put together. The Zeiss uh, RFs. What are they? RF like 42s or something. So I'm going to give them a whirl. Finding um, with the field matches like Competition Dynamics does, finding targets is a pain in the ass. So you got to look for the black strap and the Austin Angus and they're not painted and, you know, they're going to blend into the scenery. So binos give you that depth perception and they help you look. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of be rocking binos, I think, uh, is how I'm, I'm looking at it. And then Adam, I think is shooting a PRC. I, I'm not sure what he's taking. Although, uh, I talked to Mike a little bit during the class and Mike said, Adam's rifle doesn't shoot for shit. So I, I wondered if he needed a better one. I had the, uh, six Creedmoor gap that I put in the JP chassis. Um, they had sent me back the, the updated and fixed the chassis. The new rail on it is really nice. They completely changed how the bottom and the interface and everything on that, um, the JP chassis, and, and they did an excellent job with it. So uh, what I ended up doing was putting my um, Defiant 6 Creedmoor Gap left-hand gain twist, blah, 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 the one that had the broken bolt stop. We went into mile high and fixed it. Uh, Fritz gave me a big hand and, and took care of replacing that bolt stop on it. So now I got a, a, a little nice little six creed in that in that JP chassis and I'm digging it. Kind of would have brought that myself, but um, I got to do the gas gun side of things. So I'm going to be Valkyrie in it. Grab the case of 88s because this, this guy likes 88s and shit. Um, ended up, man, I want to go. What a pain in the neck. All right. So I got an older Skypod. Uh, and I dig them, right? I figure competition, field course, I need a little taller, a little this, a little that. I'm going to run a Skypod on the JP. But the way I had it originally set up was for a pick rail. And I'm like, okay, I have the adapter for an Arca Swiss. So I'm like, well, okay, how does this come apart? Man, I see the screw in the front. Okay, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, nothing's working. What, what, that, what the hell is going on with, 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 with this? It's like, yeah, really weird. And so um, I go and pull a video up, and the guy undoes the screw in the front and does the whole thing, and it comes right apart. And I'm like, okay, I pulled both screws out because there's like two in there, and it still won't come apart. It was so tight in there, like I couldn't get it apart. And God, it took me like an hour to swap out that Arca Swiss rail on it and to get the um, Skypod up and running. But man, it's up and running now. But So I'm going to do the Skypod. I'll probably end up bringing a Warhorse with me, um, you know, running a bag and then the tripod, you know. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Vorn pack because we're going to be moving and carrying it. So I'm going to carry the Vorn, the little guy, because um, I think that'll be a good size for the JP. And then I could put everything on it and then move along. But, um, oh, shoot, I forgot to turn this crap off.
here it's like shut up shut up shut up um few bugs bunny fans if anybody remembers it yeah shut that stuff off shit up shit nip if my best friend rocky was in the oven would i turn on the gas <laughs> so um yes yeah, so i got that happening i um finalize the book part i gotta do i'm not a fan of the one the opening i don't like how it starts i gotta redo that but uh, i talked to them today in the images and i rescanned a bunch of the marine corps stuff on the on the scanner versus taking like i had photographs of my photographs you know um when i went back to my parents and got all that stuff and and then what happened was um i ended up scanning them i needed like 300 dpi so now I got to break this into chapters for them. I kind of, I don't know. I I wrote it how it made sense to me and now they got to change it on me and I got to do a bunch of other stuff and it's like blah, 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 blah. But I got to go to JP on Thursday. So are the, the, the competition dynamics match in New Mexico on Thursday. So I got to drive down there f- about five hours or so down to Logan. Um, I guess we got an Airbnb or something. I'm staying with those guys. So total last minute stuff. I just printed up because I'm the gas gun guy. I printed up some cards to like 600, 700 yards. I guess the gas gun guys don't shoot past six. I don't know. So I did like every 25 yards from 200 to 600 uh, for my arm bar. And and I built one of those cards up really fast. And, and so I'll do that. And I don't even know if the data's right. I got to double check it with the new case of ammo and stuff. But it is what it is. I got my I got my TED cards and stuff. So I always can run them. But uh, I'm not going to get too crazy with it. And then, um, oh, thank you guys uh, for the group buy stuff. So Jim got a couple group buys going on. I, I, I got to remember this time. Um, I totally, I'm not doing the cups and stuff yet. I know Robot Doc, you keep asking me about the tumbler. Wait till I get back from Treadproof and all this. I got, I got crap going on here, like on the personal side. I got like stuff travel wise. I got a Treadproof. Then I got to go to LA and then, you know, so I got like two trips happening. I got tomorrow or Thursdays, Thursday's trip. I come back, I go to Treadproof, I come back, I go to LA, and then I'm kind of back until SHOT Show, more or less, and something, unless something comes up. So I, I'll do that then, and then also I know Serge had the um, the sweatshirts and hoodies printed. Uh, you guys, there was like a hundred and something orders for sweatshirts and hoodies, so we knocked that out, and, and so swag, people, people have been asking for swag. Right, so we did that. The cups, the tumblers I'll do. I got like 20 of them here and, and I'll take care of the tumblers after I'm done. Um, those were done. And then Jim from Prime put another video up. I had mentioned they offered Sniper's Hide members a thank you. Um, a, you know, there's like a discount and free ammo. And so you get free shipping on a case of ammo. And then if you buy two cases, I think it was, you get 100 rounds of 9mm. Well, they're readjusting the prices or something, and, and I people are saying they're kind of sold out right now. Um, but we did post another video and thing from Jim that um, goes to the group buy or the, the, the Sniper's Hide. It's like thankssnipershide.com kind of uh, coupon code. Uh, it's like... T-H-X-S-N-H-D-E. So it's like, thanks, Hyde. 
um, something like that. But go on the Sniper Side form. It's right in the equipment section. And there are discounts if you want to hoard up on some prime ammo. Um, you can get them free shipping, discounts, and things like that. Plus some free 9mm. You know, why not? It's 9 and then um, Kadex, right? Kadex finished, and I don't know if I talked about this much, um, the Strike Nuke, okay? Well, they did a Tika version. So um, I'm, I'm a big Tika fan. All my Tikas are in Kadex chassis. Uh, the two of them are running the competition chassis and stuff. And then I have like a 33 and another one over here, the Dual Strike 33. But the Strike Nuke for a Tika... It's a little bit more money because of that recoil lug era, so it's like 700 bucks. But think about that. You can, I mean, if you get a T3X, right, they're like 850, give or take, and get like a 6.5 Creed, 260, 308 T3X. And, and I think you can get them under 900 bucks. Well, then if you get a $700 strike nuke, it updates you to an AICS magazine. It's a better stock with an internal chassis versus the Tupperware stock you get from Tika, and then it changes the mag out so you don't have to use their mag. I'm not a fan of their mags. People like them, and, and, and we see it, dude. We even had the group in the class um, that had the Tikas, and the husband and wife, or, or I don't know if they're married, but the couple, they're running Tikas in the Tika mags. They were following up in pain. You got to always mess with that spring. It needs like a the fold the other way or something. But if you could swap it to an AICS, it's money, right? Because it's that's what everybody uses. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, I I think the Strike Nuke with a AICS upgrade for 700 bucks for a Tika is a good deal, man. I, I like the Strike Nuke. Um, I'm digging on it. I think it's a good chassis. It's a good system. It's a little bit more beef than a Manor's internal chassis system. Uh, the strike nuke uh, internal goes down into the buttstock part of it um, with a big solid piece of aluminum. Um, it's 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 definitely got beef to it, some material there, you know. So um, if you're looking for stock options and things like that, it, it, it's discounts, man. And LE guys, if you're doing anything with the, if you have a, like a stock PSS type of blah 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 i don't like it old remington the strike nuke you can get with the free accessory you can get like the night vision bridge and things like that so you can update it to a better stock than maybe your stock remington savage tika whatever the case may be i don't know i don't know if uh, kdex is doing savage they were but um anyway there there's that accessory package and it includes stuff like the night vision bridge it might be a good way if you're an le guy to upgrade to something that can handle night vision then you could force your guys to do and buy night vision for you say look i got a stock it's got a night vision bridge i gotta put night vision on it what the hell man give me some night vision and 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 there you got it because you got a bridge that's what i do i remember a time i i found like a magazine um at rifles only like somebody did the running o course and around the property it was like a military group or something and they lost the magazine so i had to build a rifle because i found a magazine i remember when i did that that was pretty funny it's like dude i found a magazine what am i gonna do with it oh i don't have this magazine i don't have this caliber well gee i should build a rifle around it because i have a magazine now but no rifle to put it in so i need a rifle to put it in and that's what i did 
that, I, I, that was that was quite comical at that time. Um, at least for me, it was. Hang on, I got to drink a coffee. That's what they thought of my story. They thought it was pretty damn funny. And then um, I want to, you know, where I want to go because um, I saw it at the class. It's I, I want to talk um, toolkits. And I'm, I'm looking at one, so it reminded me. But at the same time, I was looking at them. I almost bought them. Like, I have, like, the older, like, I, I use either Borka or Fix-It Sticks, right? I dig I dig Boris at Borka. I dig the guys at Fix-It Sticks. I tend to like the ease of Fix-It Sticks a little bit, but I like the ratchet and Borka better because I'm always there with the little mini ratchet. So, um, Boris had a new kit, and, and I actually have it. I don't know what he calls it. Hang on, here it is. Uh, so Boris came out with a new kit, and it's rather robust. And it has a Maxpedition, 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 I guess, something like that, case with it. But it's, it's. I really think, like, if you're not running a toolkit with you, no matter where or how you go, um, you need to be have a toolkit, okay? Um, that's kind of like a thing with me. And I'm going to start carrying it in the Fix-It Stick Toolkit. Like, this Borka kit is really nice, this new one uh, in the pouch and, and stuff. It's got a nice little kit. But it's got two sets of your bit drivers, you, you know, um, there. It's got a little wrench uh, that he has. He's got his socket set. I don't even know if this is some kind of cleaning rod thing. It looks like he's got a hard rod. I don't know what this is. i got to look it up. But it looks like he's got a little mini rod set. Then he's got his torque limiting uh, uh, adjustment. And this is a different one. This one slides versus how it was before. Um, again, and I'm going to have to look up how he does this. But he's got a new improved sliding kit. Then he's got the ratchet. And then he's got the, um, the insert for his sliding kit. Really robust. Let me see if he's got a name on here. What does he call this guy? He's got a, a, a thing. So... Um, so his torque driver for the BTK, BCK, blah, blah, blah video, the, oh, it doesn't say torque driver video guy, torque driver video guy. He's, oh, and he's got the limiters in here. He's got some good stuff. Now that's the thing is, doesn't say, it's just telling you where to go videos to see how to use it. Um, but he has a, a, a code for, uh. A kit, what is it, and then the wrench. But anyway, so I was looking at the fix-it stick ones too because a lot of the students that have been coming out of Mile High have that new black fix-it stick um, case. And there's all different ones. There's a AR version. There's a precision rifle version. There's a scope mount version. And a couple times I've run over to the students to grab their kit because mine is the old kit where it was just a little kind of three-inch pouch you had the fix-it sticks in there, and then you got to start hunting and pecking and looking for bits. And I'm digging through, where's this size? Where's my T20? Oh, no, that's a 15. Oh, but it'll almost work for the spur. No, it won't. And so I'm really becoming a bigger fan of these bigger kits. So Borka's kit, fix-it sticks black kit. If you don't have a kit, get a kit. Travel with the kit. Use the kit. We're always for ever in a day wrenching on these things we're constantly tweaking stuff we've seen guys have action screws come loose excuse me i'm i'm, I'm hiccuping because i'm not breathing and um so you think about this right 
uh, we talked about the Savage. Oh, and I'm going to have the Savage guys on. I'll talk about that in a minute. Come back to that. So you're always wrenching on. We've had uh, rails come loose. We've had action screws come loose. I've had action screws come loose. Action screws came loose when I was in gun sight, right? So there's the action screws. You need the, you need the tools for that to check your action screws. You need... The number four for your AIs, right? Number four Allen wrench does everything on your AI, so you got to have that. Then you need your scope mounting tools. You need to torque that up. You might want to pull something off, move it forward and back. As you're dealing with rifle setup, right, you're learning about through the podcast, through the different things, how do I get straight behind the rifle? If you were off to the side... And then, right, so you're a 15-degree, 10-degree little green army man. You got your foot up in the air, man, your knee, your knees up. You're like, I'm little green army man because I've seen a picture of it this way. And so you're looking like you're crawling. You got a little green army man pose going on, but you're shooting off a bipod. It's like, nah, dude, that's for a sling. Those dudes are crawling. Eh, you're, you're wrong. But anyway, you're, you're like, okay, now I listen to Frank. And fundamental Frank says I need to get straight and square behind the rifle. I need to index down. I'm going to cut the target through. I'm going to bring the rifle down to the bipod. Um, and then um, whatever. And that's Taylor texting me in the middle of all this. That dings, ta- Taylor. And so I'm, I'm going to do that. Well, if you get straight and square after you've been crooked, well, you got to move your scope back now, right? Because you you were you were, you were were kind of choked up. You were choking your stock, right? You're choked up on the stock there and, and your body was turned and brought your head closer to the scope. Well, now we turned your body straight and we got you in line and the scope's uh, and, the, and the rifle's parallel to your spine. Well, now your scope's too far away. You're going to have to move it. You need tools, man. Get some torque tools to bring with you. We see it in class all the time. Have a tool kit that travels with you. Get one of these small Borka fix-it sticks. They don't weigh a lot. They're not, you know, not that crazy. And at least, at least, another drink. Have the Allen wrenches for your scope. At a bare minimum, you need the Allen wrenches for your scope. Okay? It's because some of them, like the the Acalis now puts that little tool in the thing, but even like the per, the previous generations of Acalis, they're so tiny. They're not even the right size that's in the kit. So like in a, in a, if you bought an Allen kit at like Ace Hardware, the, the smallest one is still too big for like the older coloscopes, right? So have yours. Make sure you have toolkits. The fix-it sticks I'm a big fan of. They're smaller, lighter. You can make it very specific if you want. And just buy the ones you need. You know, do the uh, the side for your scope. Do that. They have the limiters for, like, your AI, the quick lock. They got the 49-inch pound limiter. Okay, you need a 65-pounder, 55, whatever rings you're running. You need a 20-inch uh, pounder, right? 20-inch pound for top. 15 is good, but I like to go 18 to 20. But... 15 will do if you got like six screws or something, do 15. If you got four screws, do 21, whatever, somewhere in there. Um, It's a good number to get you going. Then on the side, is it 45, 55, 65? What's your half-inch screws on the side of your mount? You know, so there's that. But uh, definitely look at those kind of things. 
And then I want to talk about the savage. Let me go into that savage discussion. Let me breathe really quick so I don't have, get my hiccups and stop being able to do this stuff. But um, so hang on a sec. We'll get crowd goes wild. Yeah. So I got a text from um, the savage guys. Okay, you hear us, we're pretty down on Savage. We beat the snot out of them, right? Because in class, we're wrenching on them. So a couple months ago, I get a, a private message on Facebook from a guy. He's like, hey, read your stuff about Savage. I'm like, yeah, dude, what's up? Who are you? He's like, I'm the precision rifle guy at Savage. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Well, what I say now, you know, and so, so he's like, blah, 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 you know, I'm not bad. Um, he's telling me what's going on and all this. So I had an idea they were going to be doing some stuff. Well, they partnered with MDT. And instead of doing those stalker AR-15 stocks and chassis now, they're actually doing a precision rifle variant instead of an AR-15 variant, right? So they take a bolt action rifle, they put it in an AR-15 stock, and it's like, what are we doing? But now they're using the good MDT competition chassis so gonna talk about uh i'm gonna get the savage guy on we're gonna talk about the changes what they're doing what they were looking at what they saw and so uh when i get back from all this boom 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 traveling back and forth uh we will be talking with the savage guys if you do have something you want to say or want me to ask go throw it in an app great put your comment up and say hey talk to savage about this hey what about that because in, in a lot of ways, man, there, there's so much potential, especially in the dollar side of things with the Savage. It's just they throw speed bumps, you know, in the past. There was always this speed bump. It's like you're cruising, you're cruising, you're cruising. What the fuck? They put a speed bump right here for. And it, it, it's like, oh, shit. Now I got a wrench. You know, you need a fix it stick kit. You need a work a kit. It's like, oh, got to fix this. Got to fix that kit. So if we can have Savage put these two things together... Good chassis, get your comps, get your stuff, and then they have their QC up a level, make sure their bases are staying on, the screws are made right, the whole thing. You got another viable option out there. I mean, the only kind of negative on it was just like, you know, them shooting themselves in the foot. And if they are if they got a guy who's now seen it and talked about it and, and, and can address it, no more shooting in the foot. So good stuff, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan first, and then I'm you know I try to be a critic last, and 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 unless you force me to be like, dude, you're fucking up, dude, this is not right, this is a hey, dude, you know, well then I I don't go looking for that. I I want the positive side of things, and so, um, that's where we're at with that. What else I got going on? I don't I don't have a clue, man. Um, I gotta do some picture editing and chaptering my book. Um, so I'm working on, I had a weird call today. It was, it was just weird. That's all I got to say. Um, I, I, I'm done, kind of done other than that, the first chapter. I got to change. Uh, I need a new opening chapter, I guess. I'm not a fan of what it says and how it says it. But other than that, um, I, I kind of looking at the, uh, the, this, um, this book and, and it's, it's finished for the most part. I just have to kind of send it over to him and have him put it together, have the editor look at it, fix my screw-ups. The biggest thing that I'm going to know I'm going to deal with, and I hate this, is like the spell checker will change the word. So the word's not spelled wrong. It's the wrong word. 
So it becomes so hard because my brain is going to insert the right word to it. I, the editor is going to do it. And I know like um, Gordon, who's probably listening, volunteered to edit the book, but they, they said they're doing that, um, which is great. But I know what's going to happen is there's going to be, you know, who instead of how and things like that nature, you know, where I'll spell, it'll be a word like who and how. That happens all the time to me. Because we're going to say, how do we know it's going to do this? Or how do you do this? And it's going to read, who do you do this? And it's like, ah, blah, I hate that. So, all righty, what else do we got? I think I'm going to call this one short because I have nothing to say. I'm doing so much. I got uh, this going on. Like I said, I'm getting ready for that match. I got this data book stuff. I got the chart thing. Oh, I, I will talk a little bit about, um, I, I did get together with the app guy. So I put the call out. I said, hey, man, if you're an app developer and you're out there listening, give me a ring. So we did have somebody give me a ring. And I had several somebody. So all you guys out there who are the app developers, who are listening, who um, gave me a ring, thank you. Uh, I did get on with somebody uh, pretty quick. He's uh, works full time doing some of this, and he's doing a wireframes and stuff. And we already have a working model. We're just trying to go through. I mean, think about this. This is this is kind of pretty. I mean, it, yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there from the mind of Mark Taylor with the weaponized math, and then you combine it with Ted. And I got it right here in front of me. Right there. It's right in front of me. So I got Ted's chart with Mark's weaponized math. And when you look at this chart, okay, it's a pyramid on its side, right? So the pointy ends to the left and then the base goes out to the right because that's kind of how your dope can vary from whatever it is to whatever it might be. Well, so we have our baseline for like 300 yards, one mil. Okay, so then that's your center and it goes out from there. Well, then it would go 1 mil, 1.8, um, and then 2, 5, and then 3, 6, and then 4, 6, and then 5, 8, and then 7, 2, and then 8, 7, right? So it's going down this line, and you're looking at it. But it's like what you can do with this chart, if you think about it, okay? My 300 dope. Okay, well, what is it? All right, you're going to shoot it, and you're going to say it's 0.8. All right, I got 0.8 for 300 yards. Okay, so that's your trude. 0.8, you know that's right. So if I go to the true column for 300, right, my true column, 0.8, well, then it's going to tell me my tri-dope for 400 is 1.4, okay? But maybe my true is 1.6, okay? So 400 is my true is 1.6. This is not dependent on your bullet, your this. I mean, it is, but it's not. You're not putting data in. So what this app is going to do, Think about this. You're going to basically be able to go, all right, and you're going to start off on the first page and you're going to say, this is my rifle. I'm going to call it because in our, actually in our wireframe, there is Savage. So it's going to say, you're going to have a profile page. Okay, my Savage 308 rifle, bullet 175. What's your density altitude? My density altitude is 4,000 feet. I'm going to put that in. Save the profile. Then it's going to give you the next box with a true data page, right? A true data number. Call it 300. So you go you go to the checkbox, go to three. And then you're going to type in like 1.0, 0.8, whatever the case may be. 0.8, 
300 equals 0.8. Hit OK. It's going to build a page. Now you got dope card and you're done. Technically, you're done. You can check it and if everything's good, now you got a 4,000 DA, 175 for your Savage dope card to 1,000 yards. Finished. No sight heights, no muzzle velocities, no this, no that. You have data. Now you go out and shoot the data to confirm it. 800 doesn't line up. You're just going to go into the math page. There's a tab that says math. You'll tweak just the 800 to fix it. Get out of it. Now you have a corrected dope card. It's trued. Holy cow. You just trued your dope card. That's it. You put the real number in to where you needed it. Hit OK and you're done. That's Frank's ballistic software. That's Mark's weaponized math. That is the definition of simplicity, my friends. That is how software is supposed to go. Actual, what you see in the real world, are you going to see it again? Well, if you have a density altitude of 4,000 feet above sea level, you're going to see it again. If you dope, if you don't, dope, don't. Uh, oh, Freudian slip, dope. So if you don't, you fly to Colorado, you're going to take Frank and Mike's class. I don't have dope, okay? We shoot you the first day at 600 yards. Boom, we shoot you the first day. You go and you get off the line and we say, okay, 3.3 at 600. You go put in your rifle, Savage 308, density altitude 7,000 feet. Go to your next page, 600 yards, 3.3. Okay, you have tri-dope. You're done. You got tri-dope. Go through, shoot everything, write it down, go back to your tri-dope. Up, the 8's off, the 9's off, the 1,000's off. Put the new numbers in, save it, you're done. You got a dope card. Four mile high, finished. How easy is that? On your phone, no problem. Pull it up, write it down, export it to print it, whatever you want. Here we go. This is the definition of simplicity, my friends. How crazy is that? The crowd goes wild as the spaceship comes through. Tell you what, man, there's been some really good alien shows on. Have you guys caught some of this? And, oh, quick shout-out. Speaking of TV, I watched it yesterday. Uh, the race, not too bad, man. I'm, I'm telling you, though, Talladega, and, and I'm sure with you guys, the crew guys listening and all that, um, like Ty Dillon's team was up there in the beginning, the Jermaine guys, Scott and all them, how you doing? Um, we're up in the front, got shuffled back a little. I don't know where we finally ended up, but he was on the lead lap. A lot of the underdogs, all the, um, all the playoff guys wrecked except Blaney and then Blaney won, but even he wrecked, but, um, I think all the playoff guys other than him and then Logano was going at the end, but he looked like a burrito all wrapped up in tinfoil and he was jammed up. But, um, man, it just drives me nuts. Cause it's like. Yeah, I'll pull for those Hendricks guys. I like Chase Elliott. Oh, okay, let's see what Byron or, or Bowman does. You know, wrecked out, wrecked out. They're done. You know, and it's like there is no way that that bottom four are going to get out of there. You know, even like the Eric Joneses and all that. Guys who couldn't afford to wreck all got wrecked. And it just drives you nuts because Talladega is like such good racing. 
But then when it wrecks and takes out the field, like it's like it goes beyond the ooh, wrecks are cool mindset because it's just breaking shit. So I was kind of not really a fan of, of the end where it broke shit. But the Blaney over Ryan Newman was like seven tenths of a second. You know, it was less than a foot. And so that was cool, but not at the price of wrecking all the damn cars and everything. And, and so it, it's just a, it's a weird thing. I like, I like that. I like, you know, I like thro- sprinkling some cautions in there. I, I like the way cautions mix things up, but I don't want a caution that takes out, you know, 12 cars every time. Um, that just annoys. It's frustrating. It sucks. It's like, because then you, you're like, half ass invested in some of these guys and it's like and i am i'm like i I like so many i don't i'm not like like logano he's from connecticut the italian boy all right i dig joey yeah he's driving fords and the whole thing and and it's like you know i hate denny hamlin i can't tell you why but i do i hate him but i like kyle bush but it's like you know bush and truex are cool hamlin and jones i could do without you know so it's like okay Let's see what's going on there. Unless Bush is running away with it. I don't like when, I like when he has to work for it. If he's just running away with it, it's annoying, you know, and it's like, okay, dig Harvick. I like, I like that over there. Clint Boyer, how could you not like him? He's funny. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like a bunch of guys, I guess is my point. But at the same time, it's like when they all wreck out, it's like, ah, go do something else now. But and then so what I've been doing is the ancient alien stuff because they started back up again and they're really pushing this government narrative now. They're really kind of pulling the curtain back. And I think they're going to bust it out for us and be telling us, you know what it is? I almost wonder if they're sweating Trump, like if they're wondering if he's going to like they probably wouldn't tell him because they think he's a security risk and shit. (laughs) I'll go figure the fucking president's a security risk. But um. I would bet, like, if he had, like, dude, I seen the alien, he would tell us. And so I think they're kind of, like, preempting right now. Because if you think about it, in the last year, it's really ramped up of what they're busting out there on TV. Because that's part of the Brookings Institute deal, right? you you got to ease people into it. You can't just come out, pull the curtain back and say, look, the wizard's a fucking short, fat guy. You know, you can't do that. You got to basically ease the curtain out and go, oh, look, there's some machinery here. We think this guy's got some practical effects. He's not magic. Oh, look, there's more machinery here. He's not really magic. He's he's mechanism. Oh, there's a guy running the machine. He's totally not magic. He's a man. You know, that kind of thing you got to do. And so I think they're kind of worried that somebody's going to bust it out because it's like kind of like Wild West in the government right now. I think somebody's going to bust it out and be like, dude, they're out there. And so they're kind of preempting us as fast as they can so it doesn't blow up big. And then they can just go back and say, well, we've been telling you for two years they're there, you know. But I dig of the ancient alien stuff. I think it makes you wonder. And it's it's interesting, you know, could it be? Do we know? It's always ends. They poi, they, 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 they're they're asking you or they're telling you, I should say, they're telling you what they see in the shape of a question. You know, could this be? Do we know? How about for sure? You know, and it's always like this question mark. And that was like a big thing with Von Daniken's Charity of the Gods. 
because, you know, they talked about the, the pushback he had in Chariot of the Gods and when it came out in the 60s or 70s, whenever it was. And he said, but wait a minute. And this was his early, early, early on arguments. He's like, but I had, you know, 1,200 question marks in the book. You know, so if you make it as a question, like the dog turning its head sideways, you know what I mean? What do we think? And it, it, it becomes funnier. But now nah, I've been digging on that. And I kind of combined it with the Godzilla stuff. Because like TMC, or TCM rather, TCM, the Turner Classic Movie Channel, I love that channel. It's been playing on Friday nights, all the Godzilla movies. So I end up watching the Godzilla stuff and, and all that, which is always heavy space aliens and the James Bond girls and the whole thing like that. So I'm like combining my Godzilla aliens from the 60s with uh, the different, you know, ancient alien stuff. So my Friday night is like ancient aliens and Godzilla right now, which is pretty friggin' rocking, you know, makes for a great night. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to cruise out. Hey, thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Thanks for posting this stuff. I did have one other thing I was going to say, and then I forgot because I changed the subject and started laughing in my head. But um, definitely uh, don't forget to post. Don't forget to comment. Throw some questions out there. I'll answer some questions in the next kind of go around um, that we do uh, before the weekend. I'm going to be, maybe I'll talk with Adam. Uh, we'll do a podcast on Friday night or Thursday night from the Thunder Beast thing. Friday would probably be better because we'll have done the first day. So I'll bring my stuff to podcast with um, Adam uh, up at, up at, or down at, down in New Mexico when I go shoot the Thunder Beast uh, team challenge or whatever they call it, competition dynamics team challenge or Team Safari, or what the hell ever it is. It's something I'm shooting. I have no clue. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. Don't forget to comment. Have a great one. Be safe out there. That was me.